Welcome to Behind the Mask with Cassandra Perkins. Listen today as we show you how to love God, love people, and impact the world for Christ. everyone welcome to the show i'm your host cassandra perkins on behind the mask thank you so much for tuning in and listening today uh my show is is basically what i what i love about my show is being able to bring on people who have inspirational stories that they want to share with other people that they want to put out into the world and it's so cool what we can learn from others it is the most it's the coolest thing i think that we have as capability as humans is to be able to share our voice and share our stories and through that we're not only sharing our stories but we're also connecting to others through that and by doing that and when we connect to others and make connections with other people that can form you know it can save lives it can form uh, friendships it can form relationships and the possibilities are endless and to be able to do that on my show and and hopefully share stories that are just so amazing that it's going to reach you your my listener whoever you are listening right now that it's going to reach you and touch your life and hopefully can live uh, inspire you to live a purpose driven life for for yourself and uh, i it's been amazing being able to sit in this hot spot for four years now, which is insane to think about that it's been four years. And just as myself being able to take in all this information every single week and, and process this myself, uh, to be able to share that with, with you guys is it's really, I got to tell you, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing to be able to share stories every week. Like my guest for this week, I'm so excited for, oh my goodness. So we have this crazy story of how we're connected. So we were at Tammy Kling's, uh, The Conversation, and we're sitting around this and this is just this big group of uh, people coming together and talking about life-changing things and you know a, a group of motivational people coming together and just talking about how we can make the world a better place essentially and we're sitting around this campfire and who is sitting right across from me other than my guest Reed Barrett and it is insane he's sitting there and we we weren't really too familiar with each other at that point well, then we both realized that we're flying. That was in Texas. We fly out of Texas. And we're both going to Colorado. Okay. We're both going to Colorado. <laughs> then you're here for uh, Dave Gamash's event and uh, Mark Hogue, the S2 Summit. So you spoke there, which was incredible. And then we had friend connections when I spoke at TEDx. It was just the the connections that we have is just. Small world. Well, it's a divine appointment, I really think. I know. Because absolutely. I, I, and when I heard you speak and just you touched, you speak to millennials. So being able to have you touch my heart in the way that you did was just, it impacted me so much that I knew that I had to get you on the show to share your message with everybody out there. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. So thank you for being on today. I'm, I'm so excited that you came Absolutely. down here and you're in studio. It's great. This, ah, we're here. I know. Here. This is That's awesome. Great. Yes, absolutely. It's great. So let me introduce a little bit about Reed and really uh, a little bit about his story before he really dives into it himself. Um, he has been on my show before briefly. 
over the phone. And uh, we've kind of talked a little bit about you know, struggles through life. And I think uh, in a sense, we can all relate to that. But uh, a lot of successes in his life too. And in, uh, you know, sometimes we do hit those rock bottoms, but we can try to, uh, you know, look at that situation and, and see what good we can find out of that and, and how we can bring ourselves up and make something good out of something horrible in a sense. And it's hard to do. It's really hard to do. And when I can find someone who, who has done that and has shown the world that we can get back up again after we've fallen down that's that's an amazing person to me so he is a graduate from the university of wyoming where he received a degree in psychology along with receiving his four-year degree he also commissioned the united states air force where he was selected to serve active duty as a pilot so unfortunately just uh days before uh upt uh, undergraduate pilot training um you sadly were uh, diagnosed with, uh, told by a cardiologist that you had abnormality, um, which would basically stop you from becoming the pilot that you wanted to be, which is devastating. You have this dream, this goal, and sadly that's taken away from you. Um, and then you decided that you weren't going to let that stop you and you wanted to make a difference in life. So you went on to work in emergency medicine and you have a career path really leading to where you are today. And on top of that and all the things that you're doing now, uh, you know, you're an amazing speaker, as I just mentioned, and he is um, a millennial leader shift, leader shift. Yeah. You heard the me shift. right. You heard shift. me right. Shift <laughs> speaker who challenges audiences to live outside their comfort zones. That right there, that gets me so hard because in this society today, comfort zone is so Oh, it restricts us so much in our life. It holds us back so much because the comfort comfort zone is very comfortable. You know? it's, oh, it's comfortable. It's, and too many people are getting way too comfortable right, right now. And here's someone who's saying, hey, it's okay to go outside your comfort zone. And here's how we're going to do it. So he, you know, has this um, amazing, amazing, uh, you know, where he talks about how to perform and, and how to, uh, you know, live to your highest standards in your life and how to achieve success in anything that you do, whether that's your career or just jumpstarting your your life essentially and uh, you know you kind of refer that back to uh, self-administered CPR as well which is just d jump starting your life to get to where you want to be absolutely jump starting your heart essentially All right giving it the shock it needs right right and it, here you are and again you've gone through struggles and sadly another one of those struggles that you can talk about a little bit is that you lost your dad as well mm -hmm. um, and, and to have to go through those struggles uh, you know I can't relate to personally what you have gone through in your life and nobody can relate to what you have gone through in your life but I think we can all as a society and as a group of humans relate to pain and suffering and just feeling hopeless and uh, like our dreams and hopes are just done and and we don't have any hope for the future or any any way to keep going when you feel so low and you feel like you're hitting these walls so growing up I mean let's talk a little bit about that because you had such an amazing beautiful uh, you know, you had this amazing support system growing up, essentially, correct? Yeah, I mean, my dad was my best friend, you know, and it sounds cliche to say that, that, you know, your parent is your best friend, but truly and honestly, he was my best friend. There was nobody I could turn to at a harder time than that man. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, growing up, it was riding dirt bikes. It was playing basketball in the backyard. It was me pitching to him, you know, baseball in the backyard. It was mowing the lawn together and just spending father and son time together. And how important is that for our society today, you know? Right. And he took the time that a parent should take with the child and really grew with them 
through their life. So, you know, growing up, it was, you know, he introduced me to magic at a very young age. He's, you know, we went to Caesar's Palace and he showed me a magic trick there and we, we purchased it. And he loved watching me perform magic tricks. I mean, that was a big thing for him. And then fast forward about, uh, oh, 13 years later, I'm at the Bellagio doing a show, you know, for a corporation. So it, it, it all came full circle. And while I'm doing it, in the back, while the fountains are going off, it's Elton John's Your Song. His very favorite song was playing in the back as I did a show for a corporation. Aww. So just, you know, it's it's like you said, a divine meeting yeah. and also a divine time of where things happen and they come together. And you just can't explain it, but you know it's right. Yeah. Wow. So to have that support system behind you is is a beautiful thing. And I can say that I've personally experienced the same thing my whole life is having that support system and having that family there for you. And, and it's it's a nice thing to have. And sadly, I feel that it's not as much uh, it's not as much existent in society today as as I would love it to be like kind of like you said that 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 father and son bonding time that needs to happen. Just things like that don't happen as much. And that's why kids are often lost and confused and always looking for something else because they never truly have that uh, parent figure to look up to or someone to rely on, I, I think. Yeah, it's it's often I see kids with uh, their iPhones or iPads. You know, it's almost as if the iPhone and the iPad has become a babysitter yeah. now for, for young teens and young adults because it, you know, the, their the conversation doesn't have to begin and it doesn't have to end. Rather, you can sit there and you can play on your machine the whole time. Right. And we'll get to the conversations later. Right. You know, I see that way too often. And there's so many kids and parents who are missing out on so many great moments together. Yeah. Because they're taken away by technology, which is a huge issue, not only with millennials, but, you know, Generation Z, the next one coming yeah. up. Yeah, it's it's very true. It is very true. And it's it's getting younger and younger. But, uh, you know, parents just aren't as involved in today's society, I really don't think. And kids are just it's kind of the normal now. It's kind of the normal to separate and everyone go to their own room. And when parents ask, how's your day? And they said, good, then that's the end of the conversation. That's it. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And, and that's not necessarily how, how it is. So to be able to have that support system is so needed. And that's why I respect people like teachers and counselors, because they're essentially that figure in these kids lives and it's so it's so good to have that support system that we were talking about now you in a sense ha had to hit that low you hit that low when your father passed away yeah. and at a young age correct yeah i was only 12 years old mm -hmm. and he was 50 uh pretty much to the day so he turned 50 on uh wednesday it was november 10th which is his birthday and then november 13th we had his 50th surprise birthday party and that night, all of his friends were together. He even got a phone call from his brother who was in Iraq during wow. the war. Wow. Got to talk to him. And then the next morning, he had passed away. So it happened in the night while he was asleep. And, you know, there's, I feel like there was no better way that a person could go than to see every single family member, to get to talk to somebody overseas fighting in the war, and just have the moment of clarity that everybody is together for one significant purpose other than to celebrate your life. Hmm. I, I feel like there's no better way. And, you know, it happened. And, of course, we were all devastated by the, the passing of him. But there's never a day that has gone by that I don't think he's right by my side, <laughs> cheering me on in every endeavor, telling me to, to, you know, push through, to keep doing it. He always had the lone wolf mentality. Yeah. You know, never follow the, the road that's so often traveled. Be a lone wolf. Do something different because that's where change is made. Right. 
that's it's a beautiful thing to have and, and, and you know the fact that um you know sadly that your your father passed away but there and there's his legacy you know there's his legacy mm-hmm. that he left on you and in your life and i think that it's so beautiful to see how his legacy and, and the things that he instilled in you are now going on to help other millennials and and continue the message and it's so cool how any of us can have that impact that any of us can have that impact in life is to leave a legacy and it just takes how having a voice and, and opening up our, our heart to talk about whatever's going on. And, and for you, it's, mm-hmm. you know, your struggles and things you've gone through and how we can make the, the best of our life now and what we can do for that. Now, yeah. we do have to take a break real quick, but when we return, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, how you set goals growing up and what was that was like for you and then kind of how that got kind of taken away from you when you found out that you were diagnosed uh, by the cardiologist. So we're going to talk about that a little bit uh, after the break. Perfect. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Cassandra Perkins, host of Behind the Mask. And I'm Justin Kruger, the founder of Project Helping. Now, Justin, I think we can all agree that when we volunteer, it does great things for the community. But what are the benefits for the volunteer? Our mission is to use the joy of purpose that's created by volunteering to improve mental wellness. We create very engaging, social, and easy-to-join volunteer projects to leverage those health benefits. Great. Where can we find more information and get involved? You can visit projecthelping.org, and right on the homepage, there's a Get Involved button. Hello, this is Cassandra Perkins, and I'm here with Phil R. Taylor, who is the host of the 17 Biblical Principles of Success. My friend, what does the program consist of? Well, Cassandra, we're so delighted to be able to bring this program. Have you ever met somebody who doesn't want to be successful? (laughs) We we all want to be successful, right? Whether it be in our marriage or professions or jobs at school, whatever it is. Well, God's given us a blueprint, a specific formula for us to live a life that is full, meaningful, significant and successful. And so this program really breaks down 17 biblical principles that God has imparted to us through his word in order for us to live that life that is successful. And the Bible does talk about success. And so we've invited 51 contributors onto our program from various professions who share their personal stories and experiences in light of what the Bible and how the Bible has impacted them. And of course, filled in this program are anecdotes, insights from scripture that will inspire and uplift you to live that life of success as God has designed you. It's truly an amazing program and I want people to be able to get a hold of this. So what is the information? Where can we find more and purchase the 17 Biblical Principles of Success? It's really easy. All one has to do is go to 17biblicalprinciplesofsuccess.org and that's spelled out number one seven biblical principles of success.org Hello, this is Cassandra Perkins, host of Behind the Mask. And Scott Glazer, executive director for NAMI Colorado. 250,000 plus people suffer from mental illnesses right here in Colorado. These illnesses include depression, bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, obsessive compulsive disorder, and others. If you think you may be suffering from these conditions, know that you are not alone. You can find resources and help at namicolorado.org and nami.org to find screening tools and ideas for how to work with a mental illness.
Welcome back, everyone. I'm joined right here in studio with Reed Barrett. Welcome back. Thank you so much for Absolutely. being here. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this has been great. This has been awesome. I can't believe time is already flying. I, I, I have so many I know. What time is it? You. Holy smokes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's crazy. It's... it's oh. Jorge, are you blasting the music? Are we partying? What are we doing? Bump it, Jorge. What are you doing in there? Are you ready to party? I'm not awake yet. I'm still I'm not done with my coffee. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. So, yes, we were talking to read a little bit about just his past and his story and what it was like growing up. And he had a very supportive father and someone who was very much there for him. him. And that kind of, uh, in a sense, if I'm reading this right, that it, it essentially kind of formed to who you are today. Correct? Oh, there's no doubt about it. Yeah. And to have that support system there is so needed and so great. Now, something that, you know, I've read in your bio and something about you is that you wanted to join the Air Force, correct? Mm. No, it's my lifelong dream. Since what age did you want to join the Air Force? Since I can remember. So in Cheyenne, the Thunderbirds actually come and visit Cheyenne every single summer. And they come for Frontier Days. It happens on Cheyenne Day, usually a Wednesday. And ever since I can remember, I can remember the F-16s just roaring over the house, creating that rumble, you know, that sound of freedom, of just, you know, America, just <laughs> coming out the exhaust pipe of an F-16. And I loved it. And when you would go out there, that when they come into town, they actually do a practice run of their show. So they would come screaming through the city, and then they would start doing loops and shooting up into the air and crossing each other right in front of you. <laughs> and I was like, I need that job. I want that job. How do I get there? Right. And so... I went through uh, high school in Cheyenne East, and they had an Air Force Junior ROTC program. And so I decided I need to do this because this is another step to get me closer to where I need to be. And then graduated high school, got to the University of Wyoming, and started the Air Force ROTC program there. Now, that's where the real work started to get to where I wanted to be. So you had to go through you know, your freshman and sophomore years. Then you went through field training, which was, I believe, uh, four, four weeks, six weeks of uh, training down at Maxwell Air Force Base in Alabama. Hmm. And we did that. And once you got through that, that's when you could actually get selected for what your job was going to be. And so it was really important that you either did really well or you had great grades or everything. So I tried to do every little thing I could and uh, ended up being a distinguished graduate from that training. Hmm. So that helped tremendously. And I can remember I did not pass the AFOQT the very first time I took it. That's the Air Force officer qualifying test. I remember how you know sad I was that I didn't even, I didn't do it. I, I, I'm not going to be a pilot anymore. And I remember I studied and my wife, Marissa, sat me down and she is so good at numbers, so good at numbers. She helped me with the math portion and, and you know the quantitative portion of this exam, passed it with flying colors. Wow. and I got selected initially to be a drone pilot. and I was like, well, it's one step in the right direction, right? Well, it turns out that my scores were so high that as soon as somebody dropped out, I was the first one to get selected. <laughs> so they, you know, the commander calls me and he goes, you know, how come you haven't filled out your uh, flight physical yet for Wright Pat? I said, oh, sir, I'm sorry. I've just been really busy. Let me get this done today. He goes, well, you need to get it done really quick because they just selected you to become a pilot. Wow. And so it was at that moment that all of my dreams and hard work was realized, you know, and just it was everything I wanted. That was where I wanted to be. And I was doing it. Right. So you saw a, a dream. You had a dream. You had this passion and you essentially set this goal in your mind that you were going to make this a reality, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. To, and to be able to do that is something 
that I think kids today don't have that grasp, essentially, to, to grasp onto things and know the steps to take to do that and to reach their dreams and, mm-hmm. and let their dreams not be dreams and become reality. Absolutely. And so goal setting is a, a big, big thing that we can talk about later on. But then you were diagnosed by your cardiologist at this point, correct? Yeah. So when I was born, they had told me I had a bicuspid aortic valve, essentially meaning that your valve is not trileaflet, it's bileaflet. And this creates a murmur at some cases. But babies are also known to have murmurs regardless, okay? And humans have murmurs regardless of whether or not your valves are actually, you know, misformed. So three days prior to, now take it back to, I'm 18 years old. The cardiologist tells me, Reed, you're fine. We don't find anything wrong with your echo. We have no problem with you going to the Air Force to become a pilot. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Off I went, right? I'm not yeah. going to ask more questions. You're like, like, I'm okay, done. Bye. I'm, <laughs> yeah, you're telling me I'm good. I'm going to go. Like, <laughs> right. We're, we're right. done here. Right. Uh, so I get into you know pilot training. Three days before I'm supposed to leave to Mississippi with my mom, I think something's not right. I just don't feel good about this. I feel as though something's, something's wrong. And so I, I schedule an appointment down at the University of Colorado Auschwitz campus to see a cardiologist and say, look, I got to do this quick because here's what I'm running into. So I get in there, and she comes in, and she's got also a resident student, a medical student with her too. And the resident student's actually the one who broke the news to me about it. So (laughs) props to them for, you know, doing that. I'm sure it wasn't the easiest thing in the world. But it turns out in the echo previously done, it was imaged wrong. Mm -hmm. So they couldn't actually visualize the leaflets in the aorta. So they assumed that it looked normal, right? But it wasn't. And they came in, they said, no, Reed, you're actually, your ascending aorta is a little bit more dilated than we would like it to be. Now, do you remember the show or Eight Simple Rules with John Ritter? So they call it John's Eight Simple Rules now because he actually had the same issue, never realized it. His aorta actually ended up dissecting and that's when he passed away hmm. because it goes unnoticed so easily. So they said, look, we can't, we can't allow you to do this. We don't know the effects of aerospace and what it can do. But we're nervous that if you get into the plane and you're pulling these G's, it's going to end up dilating the aorta and then dissecting it. And that could be it within seconds. Wow. So me, I'm 21 years old and going, all right, I don't want to die. Yeah. <laughs> I've got way too much to do still. Then this isn't for me. I need to tell somebody. So they gave me the letters. They sent everything in. And within 24 hours, Air Force was gone. Wow. I mean, everything was, was done. Everything. Everything you worked up to, everything you, you know, lived your life for was just gone. Yeah, it's, it, and it's quite crazy that it's turned into that. And I never stopped actually chasing it because I thought, there's now there's something different here. I, I can't just go away that quick. And so actually, just this year, they said, no, Reed, actually, this is not the case. You have what's called a bicommiseral aortic valve. All three leaflets are present. Two of them are slightly fused. Uh, according to the Air Force cardiology, you have no disqualifying medical condition with this heart. So essentially, you should have never been disqualified. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've got a few flight surgeons that are backing this. And so hopefully, uh, we can get on with a guard unit here soon and I can fly for for somebody. Uh, But (laughs) the big thing is, is I'm not giving up. Right. You know, even though they told me no. And for two years, I've been told no, no, no. I'm sorry, but no is no is not an answer. No is not something that will continue if you keep pushing and pushing and pushing. Right. You know, it's it's a funny joke in the Air Force, but there is a waiver for everything. Hmm. And I will not stop until that waiver is, is granted because there's nothing I wanted more than to do that. And if I can speak and fly, oh my gosh, that's that's a that's a dream come true. Yeah. 
yeah, and do all the other things you're doing too and speak and magic and all the things combined and, and being able to uh, do the things that you're doing and on top of that have this beautiful message behind it. But I think your your message alone, along with everything else that you talk about, yeah. we'll dive into. But I think the message you just said alone that you know you never took no for an answer, you never gave up. Mm-hmm. In, in today's world, when when we get told no as, as a young generation, we're just like, oh, okay, well, yeah. That's, that's it. it. That's yeah. it. I don't really see any more options. I don't, I no means no, I guess that's it. And we let go of our dreams so easily. And, and that's, it's devastating. It can be devastating. It can lead to depression. It can, it could send you into a whole spiral, mm-hmm. but for you, you just kept to it and you said, no, this isn't how it's going to be. And it's going to mm-hmm. happen one day. It's going to happen. And here you are. So essentially your, your mindset became your reality in a sense, right? Oh yeah. I mean, there's, there's no doubt about it. Usually, uh, and I've seen this a lot with millennials, it's all about instant gratification. Yeah. What can I get now and how can I get it now? So I'm not willing to work really hard. Now, keep in mind, there is a percentage of those who are willing to do it. Right, I'm sitting right. in front of one right oh. now. And, and I've met them. I've, they are my peers. They're the people I surround myself with. But there are so many who will not put in the work that's due. Right. You know, hard work, success, whether it's the riches or it's the fame or it's politics that you want to get into and you want to get to these high levels, you don't just get there overnight. It takes time. And time is not something that is in the millennial vocabulary. No, you know? no, we're in a world that's like instant gratification yeah. and instant success and instant. I mean, it's everywhere, everywhere on anything. You know, if you click on a tutorial on YouTube, but you click on the shortest one, like there's just always a, yeah. a simple, quick solution to everything. And that's not life. That's Mm-mm. not life. And I always refer it back to this, but I think it's a perfect example. Just like TV shows in general, the TV show always starts out with a, a problem or something wrong and 30 minutes it's fixed and everyone's happy and everything's great yeah and that's just not how life is that's, it's, no it's not no, that is not life that is not life that's no. not how life is and it's not this instant gratification and i think uh once we look at that and say hey this is going to take time this is going to we're going to have bumps in the road we we can prepare for that prepare for the time that it's going to take and stick to this we can set our mindset towards making these dreams a reality and, and, and making them real absolutely now you do so many programs and like you said you're speaking and you're talking about, you know, shift and, and you're just out there doing so many amazing things and have so many different programs. And I want people to be able to find you and what you're doing. So would you mind throwing out there uh, your website for my listeners? Yeah, absolutely. So if you want to find out a little bit more about me, please visit www.readbarrett.com. That's www.readbarrett.com. You'll find testimonials, programs, demo videos, how to contact me. And I really sincerely hope some of you reach out as yeah. soon as you can. Yeah, it's it's cool. It's cool to be able to uh, you know hear from people and hear their opinions because there is people who really need, I think, a good message in this in this world, whether it's adults. Uh, you know, I think adults being able to even hear this message about the millennials is a huge is a huge eye opener for adults to be able to hear that as well so just to even have this message out there for whoever is going to consume it i think is going to really open eyes and i think mm-hmm. it really does make a difference and it's made a huge difference in mine i mean oh, i watched you. that video on your website a million times it's so cool <laughs> that's <laughs> you guys, awesome you guys thank gotta you. go check it out absolutely and if you want to uh, find out more about reed as well as myself and my other guests as well you can go to my website which is cassandraperkinsradio.com We'll be right back.
Hi, this is Cassandra Perkins, host of Behind the Mask. And I'm Gary Barnes, the Breakthrough Business Mastery Coach. Gary, you are so incredible. And I think in society, we have been taught that adversity is a bad thing. And you have been through a lot of adversity in your life. You've had to go through that in your own life. How do you relate to adversity? You know, the first thing, Cassandra, is that it's normal. And we don't have a good explanation about why it happens. And we want to know the why. And normally, we are not going to know why. But the decision point is, as it happens, Now, what do we do with it? And it revolves around vision. My definition of vision is going into your future to where you can see it, taste it, and feel it. And it's so real that you bring it back, and now you've created a personal deja vu to where now you're being pulled towards that vision. It's not so much about what is happening to you presently, but where you're going. And so it doesn't take away, it doesn't make that hurt, that adversity that you're going through feel any better. But it helps us to take that next step. And it's really about following the step after step after step. Those tiny little steps that you got to take. I love it. And I love your your outlook on things, Gary. It's so amazing. And to learn more about him, learn more about his programs, go visit his website, GaryBarnesInternational.com. Hi, I'm Cassandra Perkins from Behind the Mask. And I'm Jimmy Graham, Director of Active Shooter Response Training Center. Between 2000 and 2013, an average of 11.4 active shooter incidents occurred annually. And according to the FBI, active shooter incidents are on the rise, and the majority of them occur in the workplace. Tell us a little bit about your background, Jimmy. I spent a little over 15 years in the U.S. Navy SEAL teams as an operating instructor, and then I also uh, worked for the federal government, training protective officers and deploying overseas. And now what are you doing to help educate and prepare others? At ASRTC, we're training individuals in the workplace to protect themselves and those in their care. I love your motto. Would you mind sharing with my listeners what it is? Not at all. We have a motto of faith, not fear, and perception, not paranoia. To learn more, contact us at asrtrainingcenter.com. Hi, I'm Cassandra Perkins from Behind the Mask. And I'm Harry Singer from London. How do we change our worst days into our best days, Harry? I have a model, but with the short space, here's what I would say. The first step is to connect with why have you labeled it as worst day? Because remember, it's your worst day or worst days. You gave it that label. Find out the meanings that you've associated to that worst day. Then the next thing is this, is to get to a place where realizing that we tend to link all the terrible things in our life to that worst day and all of our challenges because of that worst day but when you can take the gift and when you can get to a point where you realize that there is greatness in your life and that greatness would not be there had your past experiences not happened that's the whole you and when you've got that then you can be at a stage where you can turn around and say you know what I can forgive myself and everything that happened didn't happen in vain because now I can get to choose how I want to move forward. So if you want to turn your worst days into your best days, realize that, you know what, there is greatness in there. There's a gift in there. You can choose. And when you can take that and give it to others and help others, then you'll be grateful for it. If you want to connect with me further, come and check in on harrysinger.com or harrysingerfoundation.com. I'm coming home. I'm coming home. Tell the world I'm coming Wash away all the pain of yesterday. I know my kingdom awaits, and they've forgiven my mistakes. I'm coming home, I'm coming home. Tell the world I'm coming. Welcome back, everyone. I am joined in studio with Reed Barrett. 
Welcome back, Reed. Thank you so much for being here in studio and talking with me. It's been great. It's an honor and a pleasure to be here. It's, well, it really is. Well, thank, thank you. you. And uh, we've been talking to him a little bit about his life and his past and, and really where what has led him to where he is today and having to go through struggles, as I think we all do in our life, and how you have essentially just, no matter what, just you know, just grabbed onto your dreams and just stuck it out and said, I'm going to accomplish my dreams. And here you are today talking about that and putting that out in the open and how to really start uh, this basically how to kickstart your dream your passion your goal whatever that is in your life now I want to know where that transition came where you know you wanted to join the Air Force and where you started talking to Millennials I mean how did where did that transition happen? right <laughs> it was a dream an epiphany no. <laughs> uh, man that's a that's a tough question because after, well, in the Air Force, you know, in, in college, we gave presentations all the time. And I loved getting up and talking. Anytime I was able to talk, you know, once I, when I became the wing commander for the detachment, I would do motivational videos every single time the whole detachment was together. Hmm. Because I wanted them to see a different perspective and a different understanding of what our goals really meant to us. So I loved talking to people about that already. It was already kind of just ingrained in me to tell them, look, you're here now, but here's where you can be. So once the Air Force thing occurred and they told me, look, you're done, no more, I felt this emptiness, this, you know, like, what am I going to do with my life? And so I started doing magic full time. <laughs> that's when I got to the Bellagio. That's when I performed in Hollywood. And that's when I was, you know, part of the Magic Castle up there. But it wasn't fulfilling enough for me. I was, you know, a little tired of people saying, oh, my uncle Jim does this trick that's kind of like that. It's really cool. I thought, well, that's great but I don't want to be like your uncle Jim. <laughs> you know, I want to start a message and spread a message to get people motivated and inspired and really jumpstarting their heart to do something with their life. So I found, you know, youth speaker university by Josh ship online. And I thought that's, that's what I need. It's a, it's a youth program. that's going to help me get my word out. So I started that. I met Mark Hogue. I met mm -hmm. Dave Gamash. I met Tammy Kling. I met Darren Martin. And all these people started being a domino effect to help me get into speaking. And ever since I've done it, I've fallen absolutely in love with the idea that I can stand there and be a message for somebody who might be just on the edge of giving up. Right. And I thought there was no better audience than the millennial audience because they're a generation of 92 million people who are being told that they are lazy that they don't have the work ethic to make it, that they won't make it, you know, that they're just the, the kind of the generation that nobody really talks about, right. you know, the redheaded Chep style of generations. Right. And I don't want millennials to ever come across like that. They're a generation of leaders and it's a different type of leadership yeah. that we're experiencing from other generations. So how do we take companies and get schools and administrators and politicians to realize that this may be one of the strongest generations to date? So long yeah. as we give them the keys right. to success. Right. I, I truly believe that. I really honestly believe that. And I'm a huge believer that, uh, you know, your your thinking really becomes your outcome, whatever that thinking is. And and when we're getting bombarded with, oh, this generation's lazy and they're no good for nothing and they don't know how to set goals. And it's like, wow, well, maybe we don't because you guys just believe that we don't. I mean, how are you attributing and, and helping us reach our goals and dreams? And it's crazy. And I, I bet you'll agree with this, that when 
you talk to kids, because I'll talk to my generation and younger generation as well. And when you talk to them, they are just so eager to grab everything and learn everything and it, to be inspired. And they are so open to it. And it's crazy mm-hmm. how much they want to learn and how much they want to change their life and set goals and, and accomplish their dreams. And it's uh, cool. It's, 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 it's incredible, but it's also scary to think that maybe no one has told them that they could accomplish their dreams before. And, yeah. and we could, you could be the first one to say, hey, uh, you can actually accomplish your dreams and goals. And they're like, what? What? Yeah. What? Yeah. You know, and a, and a big problem that I see is the, you know, keep trying until you find what you're happy in. And, and here's the here's the problem. Here's the fallacy in that. And we're taught it by our parents. You know, like, oh, if you don't like it, do something else. Find what you're happy about. Okay, so now we have a generation of people who don't like what they're doing at the present moment, so they quit it, and they stop doing it, because for a brief moment, happiness was non-existent. Well, my friend, welcome to life. Mm -hmm. Life will bring you moments where you are not happy and where things are not going as you would like them to, but in every endeavor, there is something that you must find that you can help out with. So, you know, if you, there's a thing, it's called the passionless pilot there's a kid that went through pilot training. He got to fighters and he said, I don't want to do this anymore. This isn't what I thought it was going to be. And the guy said, wait a minute, you're living a dream. You are doing what so many people have never had and will never have the chance to do. You know, so what do you want to do? He said, well, I like to instruct people. I want to teach them and help them. Well, then you better be the best fighter pilots ever come across this squadron. And by the end of it, you're going to help every single one of these guys become the best pilots they can be because that's your passion. But do not give up because you don't find happiness in the present moment. Right. Right. And that's what uh, people tend to do a lot is they, they uh, you know, they lose happiness and then they lose hope and then they just give up on everything. They give mm-hmm. up on everything in their life and then they let go of their dreams and their dreams are gone. Mm-hmm. And then and then, and then what, what do they yeah. have? What do they have? And if we just stayed in there and, and held on to our dreams and just, you know, we have to know that these are just bumps in the road, that we all do go through difficulties. Mm-hmm. We all do face unhappiness. This is life. You know, this is life. It's real. It's what we do. And to be able to face that head on and say, hey, we're, we're going to hit obstacles. Well, let's prepare for them and how we can work through them. And even if we have that mindset in advance, once we hit these bumps, it's it's not as severe. It's We're going to be mm-hmm. able to know hey this what i'm feeling is temporary and, and there will be a better day yeah, there will pain be a, is temporary yeah absolutely happiness is a lifetime i i agree i agree 100 now you have this amazing amazing thing where you have self-administered cpr would you mind talking about what that means yeah <laughs> it's, it's cool. kind of a weird thing every time i tell somebody like you got to use self-administered cpr they're You're going like, what <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry i'm not <laughs> Uh, what I know, uh, I'm not doing to myself, <laughs> right? So when my dad passed away, it was from cardiac-related issues. When I was kicked out of the Air Force, it was related to cardiac issues. Then I started working on emergency medicine. And there was a time, I remember, a patient was revived with CPR. And one of the very first things they said was, I'm not ready. I wasn't ready. And there's so many things I still want to do. Like, this is not, I'm not, this is not the time for me to die. Why did it take the compressions of another individual to make that person realize that they had a purpose to live? Why did it take, did it need to get to that? Maybe it needed to get to that point. But before it ever gets to that point, we've got to perform self-administered CPR on ourselves. And so it's no, it's not the the actions of resuscitation (laughs) on your body. But if you took 
self-administered CPR. Okay, rather than cardiopulmonary resuscitation, we call it challenge, perform, repeat. Okay, so we find something in our life that we really want to do. Let's say, for instance, that is to become uh, president of the United States, okay? If this is the case, well, then you've got to challenge yourself and you've got to challenge others to start believing in what you believe in, the passions that you have. Make other people passionate. Challenge right. every single day. You've got to start waking up and challenging yourself. Now, once you've, you've actually done this, you have to perform these things. Like, your life depends on it. Because for some of us, I mean, our life does depend on it. And if we're not performing with that type of attitude, who the heck is going to follow us? Right. Who the heck wants to follow someone who's just not passionate about what right. they're doing? And then you got to repeat this process in every aspect of your life. And only, and only at that point will you become that well-rounded man or woman that you've sought out to be. Because this is not just a, a one cookie cutter type, you know, slice of, of how to create the life you want. It's well-rounded. Right. You know, challenge, perform, repeat every single aspect of your life to create that self-administered CPR to get your heart pumping and give yourself the reason that you've always wanted to, to chase your dreams. You know, I always tell people, your heart's beating. Give it a reason. Yeah. Seriously, because too many of us are walking around like tomorrow's guaranteed. Right. It's not. It's not guaranteed. None of it's guaranteed. So if you start giving your heart a reason to beat, I'm telling you, it will not only be motivating to you, but you will lead others and inspire them just the way you were inspired. Yeah. And, and when you start to live that life of a purpose and, and giving yourself a, a purpose in your life, you'll find that the things around you change and you start to find happiness in life when you start to find happiness in people and you start to pull in people who uh, want to support you and you start to support people who want to be on board and, and, and be with your goals and aspirations mm -hmm. and want to be a part of it and make a difference too. And it's so cool to see that once you start these things, the people that you pull in around you are going to be there and love you and support you. And your life is just going to take off. You're mm -hmm. just going to, you're just going to really find happiness. And again, that doesn't mean that it's all going to go swell and perfect forever. You know? Right. Absolutely. <laughs> we don't know, like you said, what tomorrow holds. We don't know at all what tomorrow holds. So I, I, you know, it's, it's crazy that your life experiences has, you know, even witnessing that person who was on their deathbed to even have that realization, like, wow, this is a, this is a message. This is a message that we need to live every day, essentially like we're dying, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're, you know, the, there's the expression YOLO, <laughs> you <Yeah>. only live <laughs> once. Well, that's how I think of it. Okay. Because nothing has ever told me that I have tomorrow. Nothing has ever told me that when I die, I have another at bat. So right now I'm stepping into the box right. and I'm going to swing for the fences right. because this is my chance and I'm not going to let anything hold me back. Yeah. Yeah. I always say that as cliche and stupid as YOLO is, it's so true. It's so true. <laughs> yeah, it is so true. It's I mean, so true. YOLO yeah. is the perfect example. And we have to live our life like that. Like we only live one life. We don't know what happens. We don't know what tomorrow brings. So we have to live that life. And to be able to set goals and accomplish goals is, is a, an amazing part of that. And to succeed success with yourself. Now, something you talked about briefly a little bit is how basically um, you talk to millennials as well but you you mentioned a little bit how the older generation needs to be aware of this too and talk about this too so uh, they can see hey this generation's capable of amazing things they want to set goals how do we give the younger generation the tools to be able to do that like you said with career with business how do we do that well now a lot of 
the older generations, the baby boomers, there are a lot of inspiring people that are in there that I follow daily. Yeah, for sure. That just inspire me left and right. Gary Vaynerchuk being one of the bigger ones in that population. And when this older generation sees a younger generation who might not be doing as well. Mm -hmm. Okay. I like to use this analogy. You have the keys to success in your hands and you watch somebody walk by you who does not have the same keys and you know they don't have the keys to success, but you sit there and you hold them and you don't give them to them. Did you just deny that person the, the, the ability to succeed in whatever endeavor they choose? So I encourage all adults to whatever lessons that they've learned in life to give them to children, to yeah. tell them about it and to yeah. take those keys for success and hand them over because that's where growth occurs. You cannot just assume that, you know, you will be the leader until you are dead and gone like that. There will be somebody else to take that spot and you've got to give them the keys now because you can't just joyride a car for a few days and understand how it works, right? You've got to get in it. You've got to understand it, know the manual and be ready to take it on any road that comes your way. Right. Absolutely. It's just like, uh, you know, being able to, it's like having a kid and they get their license. You want to teach them how to drive the car and you want to teach them how to work the car. So when they go off on their own, they know the, the success of how, and how to do that. And if you come back when they're 50 and try to teach them how to drive, it's not going to be the same. It's not going to be the yeah. same thing. Yeah. Two different, right. two different perspectives on it. Yeah, absolutely. And the last thing I want is some 16 year old kid out there just driving a car and not knowing what's going on. Right. That's, that's what I don't want. <laughs> so so give them the keys to success, please. Please, for the love of God. Yeah, absolutely. I agree 100%. And even just being able to have that recognition and, and just being able to say, hey, it's it's okay to want to help people and help kids. And, and we should do that as, as an older generation, that we we do have the capability to give them the, the success. And just when we open our heart to that, and even just sharing our stories of our life and our passion, it's just so eye-opening in what we believe. And again, that's why I respect teachers so much and, and you know, uh, people who, you know, run rec centers where kids hang out because those people have such a huge influence over kids in today's world mm -hmm. to be able to just share. And, uh, you know, I have teachers in my life who, I mean, I had a teacher in third grade uh, named Mr. Rushmore that I had who is just, he impacted my life so much that he just, he changed my life completely, just yeah. completely altered my existence, the way I believe in things, the way I, and it's crazy that a human can have that kind of effect on somebody, but he gave me, he gave me the keys to success. He yeah. really did. And he, show me how to use it and, and here I am today and I really believe that I even took some of that with me as I go into my life now and it, uh, being able to really give someone that success is incredible and I think kids being able to open their mind to that and even say like hey this older generation there are people who want to help there are people who because not all the gen old generation thinks that we're lazy and incapable of, of setting goals and, and sticking to our word I, I really truly believe that there are amazing amazing adults out there who want to help kids. Oh, absolutely. I think, you know, we were talking about John Sparrow a little earlier, yeah. a man who's from here right in Aurora and who I, I came into my EMT course and was ready to go. I wanted to be a cardiothoracic surgeon because I was going to help people with other heart conditions like mine. And that man was so motivating to me to get me off my butt and start living a life that I wanted to. You know, he inspired me from the very get-go. He's one of the first paramedics on scene to the Aurora th theater shooting every single day has been a constant motivation for me to mm. never stop, to never give up. I see it every single day with him. And there's adults who have the keys and they're giving them left and right. Here's the keys. Right. Here's the keys. Here's the, you know, you got one, you get one, you get one. 
but then there's so many who don't. Right. We need to get those to start giving the keys. Right, right. And, and then I encourage the younger generation to if, reach out to adults, to reach out to those people. And if you don't get the response you want from that person, then go to another adult. Just keep trying because there is somebody who wants to mentor and be there for you and, and to support you in your endeavors in life. And to be able to find that person, they are out there. They really are out there. Absolutely. And we live in such a cool world. Like you said, being able to be motivated daily by that gentleman, being able to be motivated. We live in such a cool world where we have technology in the palm of our hands. Yeah. And instead of you know using it to play Candy Crush, we can also have these. Nothing wrong with Candy Crush, but <laughs> <laughs> no, but we have we have this technology where we can google motivational talks and motivational speeches and and have motivation right in our hands and when we need a pick me up it's right there it's yeah, right there in our hands you hear people all the time well i don't know how to make money or i don't know how to speak <laughs> google my friend there's a <laughs> there's a thing called youtube and <laughs> google and i guarantee you will learn something right there right, right away right. and that's another you know there, there's a downfall of the instant gratification but then there's the plus where at any point in time if i'm curious about something I can just look it up. Right. If I don't believe one thing that I hear, I can just start looking it up and researching on my own. Right. What I want to believe in and what I want to see. And that's and so many people aren't doing it. They're spending it Facebook hours and hours and hours and hours, but my gosh, there's a wealth of education that exists. Right. Absolutely. There's such a wealth of education out there. And and I truly believe that there are so many amazing people out there, such as yourself, doing what you're doing and wanting to help people and motivate people. So other than the CPR and the awesome magic, which is so cool, by yeah. the way, to see you combine the two and, and have this message of jump-starting your heart and then combining that with magic. It's very cool. It's very captivating. <laughs> Thanks, it's really I cool. It. I remember you got off stage and I was like, so how did you do it? <laughs> <laughs> yep. He, did, he didn't tell me. <laughs> I know. No. I can't. I'd lose my job. <laughs> yeah, but other than that, you also have shift. You have, and it's so cool what it stands for. So would you mind talking about that a little bit? Yeah, leader shift. Yeah, that's so you know, cool. It's, it's a different type of leadership. And leadership is something we're all very familiar with, whether it's organizations, corporations, schools, military. Right. We know what the leadership is supposed to look like. Right. Okay, well now, yeah, absolutely, it's daily. Yeah. We have 92 million, like I said before, millennials that all want to be leaders in some capacity, right? It's a very selfless generation. It really is. They want to inspire and help others. But the problem is, is that when they go into these companies and they start working for them, well, baby boomers are going to start retiring, which means millennials will start becoming the new leadership. So there's a shift Mm. in leadership. So how do we approach this shift? Well, millennials have many different beliefs than a lot of the baby boomers do. So in order to get them to follow and to lead, what do we need to tell them? How do we need to teach them? So I came up with leader shift, right? Make shift happen. It's got to happen. Make it happen. Right. And, I, and I, we took shift and it's selfless hearts inspire fearless trust. Hmm. So, so long as I have selfless endeavors, I am not here for the intrinsic values of myself. I am here so that you may better yourself. And I have heart about what I'm doing. This is not just something that in two weeks or in a month or in a year or 10 years down the road, I'm going to give up because simply I don't care about it, right? I have heart about what this is. And I hope that you have heart with me. Mm. Then we have inspire, right? You cannot lead somebody without inspiring them first. So someone who is seen as selfless and who has heart, I guarantee will inspire a generation to start acting and believing 
and the same values that that leader does. Then you look at fearless trust and you take those and you combine them together because I remember in the military, if I saw a leader that had more leadership in the pinky than I could in my entire body, I would follow that man or woman to wherever they were going to go because I trusted them. That's the kind of leadership we need to create in this new world because as we grow, we got to have fearless trust. Things are going to happen to us, but you've got to be able to look at that person at the top and say, I believe in what you're saying. I believe in what you're doing and I will be here every single day accounted for myself and accounting for everybody else in here. We will make it happen and our mission statement will remain true throughout the endeavor of our company. You know, that's the shift we need. Hey, cannot be go to work from nine to five because that's what I do. You know, I, I live to work. Ah, well, we got to take that way back. We, we are not here to simply work every single day and, and garnish a paycheck and simply stay afloat. We are here to inspire others yeah. to live a life that we want and do the things that we want. Travel the world, see right. new places, right. create that shift and start a new leadership. Wow. And to, to have that shift is, it, it's so, it's so simple in a sense when you break it down and look at it and just acknowledge that it's even there and just being able to do that, I think can inspire so mu- so much great success. Mm-hmm. And it's so cool to see someone who's so successful than you and more successful, you consider more successful and to just follow them and just say, what can I learn from this person? Yeah, absolutely. You know, what can you learn? And I think that's something that's so important too for our generation and not just millennials. And I keep in mind, a lot of this, yes, it's geared toward millennials, but adults can do this. Right. Children can do this. Right. If you see someone who is where you want to be, you better start studying their every single yeah. move because there's a reason they're there right. and there's a reason you are not. Right. So what steps can you take to get to where they are? If that's the life you want, start working toward it. Yeah. Even just acknowledging that and looking at that person and just saying, why are they where they are today? Yeah. And often a lot, it's a lot of mindset. It's a lot of, uh, it's, it's crazy the the, the uh, mindset that those people have and the success that they have and, and where they are and to be where they are and to want that success. You just have to, you just have to keep it in the back of your head and shoot for it. And I yeah, think absolutely. And, and I'll give you uh, and our listeners a little bit of a secret here. Now this is, this oh, is not known. Yeah, this is a secret. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, there is something called a library. Now I know many people might not know what that is. And there's also bookstores, Barnes and Noble. I mean, there's, there's tons of them in these places. Now get ready for this. Uh All of these people have written a book about how they got. Yes. Yeah. Those ancient, you know, you open them. Yes. You open them. There's words in them. They've written how they got to where they are. Now somebody once said, if you want to keep a secret, write a book. Yeah. Because nobody likes to read books. <laughs> nobody likes to read books. But that's where the wealth that's of information where the juicy is. Stuff is. <laughs> yeah. So get in the library, yeah. go to Barnes and Noble, open a book and start figuring out how did they get there? What are they yeah. doing? What are the leadership values that they possess? Only then will you start realizing what it takes. Wow. It's so true. And and just be oh, it's it's so amazing that when even when you just break it down and do little simple things and even kind of what you were mentioning earlier about, you know, repeat and just being able to perform, do, being able to do that and just do it on a repeat and have that consistency 
is is so interesting how that can change your life and even just reading a little bit of a book a day having that consistency can change your life and recently I've started you know working out and while I'm working out I listen to motivation and it's just Mm -hmm. it's become a routine and it's altered it's it's made me happier it's changed things and it's it's crazy that little things like that once you set little goals and little little routines that you do daily it can alter your life and can really make a difference yeah life is all about patterns so you decide either you're going to make those patterns negative or positive. Uh-huh. I choose positive every yeah. single time. Yeah. And then you'll start seeing that pattern that we're talking about. You know, the, the motivation at the gym, the YouTube videos at night, right before you go to bed, of somebody just telling you, like, your dream is right on the other side of this fog. It's so, right there. So don't stop. And we can all accomplish our dreams. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. We are already finished with this show. Holy smokes. I know. It, it went by. We'll it have flew to, by. We'll have to have you back on again because I can't wait to see, you know, talk about social media. I can't wait to see where you're going to be uh, as soon as, you know, the show's done even, what you're going to be doing next. It's going to be it's so phenomenal. cool. It's phenomenal. And I want people to be able to keep up with you. So, guys, please go to his website. Check it out. Check out his programs. He has so many cool resources on there. And just if you want a little bit of more motivation after the show, please go check it out. You can go to readbarrett.com. Dot com. That's R-E-E-D, Barrett, B-A-R-R-E-T-T.com. Go check that out. Reed, thank you so much for coming into studio oh, today. Been this has pleasure. been a beautiful show, and I'm, I'm, I really hope that we inspired somebody to go chase their dreams today and, and go set that and maybe, you know, go open a book, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> open a book. You know, somebody out there, just when you walk away today from this episode, or if you're in your car right now, or you're at home, wherever you are, just take your fingers and just place them on your pulse and you'll feel that thump. Every time you feel that thump, two people have lost the opportunity to chase their dreams anymore, but yours is still beating. Hmm. Never stop. You know, your heart's beating. It has a Give purpose. Give it a reason. It it's has got a purpose. It's got a purpose. Reed, thank you so much for this lovely show. Thank you guys so much. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And thank you to Jorge for running this show so beautifully every time. Jorge! And, yeah, and my lovely family for always supporting me and being here. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Be sure to go to my website and check it out. You can go to CassandraPerkinsRadio.com. Remember, love God, love people, and impact the world for Christ. We'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to Behind the Mask with Cassandra Perkins. To reach Cassandra or to learn more about her ministry and work, visit CassandraPerkinsRadio.com or look her up on Facebook. Open her eyes. Open her eyes.